Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. Today on the show, we are going to go through Pete Carroll's Monday press conference. After the game, he gets with media every single week. And and sometimes we get to hear a little bit more insight than we do from him right after the game. Once he has a chance to dig into the tape and all, and also we get some injury updates too, because right after the game, they don't always have the, the x-rays or MRIs or whatever they need to determine a player's health going forward. So we get some updates on that. So let's start off with my guy. If you listen to the latest episode of three in three out, and if you didn't go back and check it out, Clinton and I took a look at the game. Some of the best things, some of the worst things, all part of three in three out. And the guy I am talking about. My highlighted player for that episode was defensive tackle Brian Monet. Here's what Pete had to say about Monet's performance. Yeah, I, I think it stood out the most. He had he had the most special plays for I think in, in one game. You know, the hits on the quarterback in particular. The line of scrimmage is really good. He's always good there. But he had he he had a, a good day getting in the backfield. You know, on the QB, and uh, and remarkably well. Uh, executed hits on the quarterback where he didn't get penalized because he, you know, he had a couple big shots and uh, he did it really well and did it exactly the way you need to. And, and uh, for the opportunity. So that was, you know, it takes a lot away from it when you, when you pound the game in the dirt and then they, they throw a flag on you. And he did not let that happen. So he played a really good ball game and he continues to be a big force that we, you know, we love playing with the big guys and uh, he's a factor. Coach Carroll also offered his thoughts on Russell Wilson's performance. Oh, he played terrific. Yeah. He, he, he he only missed a couple things that he could have done differently, and and uh, um, was very efficient. It was a, an, an excellent first game. If you go back to last week, one of my concerns going into this game is that they were going to go way too run heavy to start this game. They didn't, and they actually ran the ball on the ground very well. Chris Carson had an outstanding day, not over a hundred yards, outstanding day, but he was almost there. A couple more carries, he gets it, and then on the defensive side of the ball, there was that concern of how they'd be able to handle Jonathan Taylor. So here's what P had to say about the Seahawks dominance in the run game on both sides of the football. I thought the running game on both sides of the ball was really good for us. Um, and again, I go back to, you know, they, they had only allowed three, seven or something, a rush for the whole season last year. And, and we got off to 140 and, and over five yards of carry that, that was a, that was a good accomplishment for us. And, and on the other side of it, they were a really good running team too last year. Um, you know, Jonathan had had a big year, tons of yards after after contact, and and uh, so we had a lot of respect for them, and 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 had to you know try to keep them in check, which we I felt like we did. You know, they picked up some yards late in the game when they ran the ball, and we were just kind of just running the clock and, and all that. So I, I thought all in all, uh, we did a really nice job at Crown. We could have tackled a little bit better, missed some tackles, and, and and bounced off some stuff because he's a really good runner. That's why he gets yards after after contact. But what it, what it takes, John, it takes discipline. It's really it's discipline. The the, the game is really measured in, in terms of the run about how you play in terms of relative spacing, the spacing between the you know the, the blocks and the defenders, and it, that's where the discipline has needs to take place. You have to play the schemes properly and play in coordination with the guy next to you and behind you, and it, it just takes the real strict. Uh, approach. It's not just all blood and guts and hard, you know, hard-nosed stuff. It's it's really about the technical side of it and, and, and playing the scheme well. And we we did that pretty well. And uh, you know, we if last year we were we were a pretty good run team too. And and so it's a good start for us. Um, and whether you're playing base or nickel, you know, um, you know, you got to use it all. And and uh, we still have to fit our guys in. The DB's got to work with the with the line and the linebackers and and all of that is what it calls for. 
Wrapping up Pete's comments on player performances, here's what he had to say about Marquise Blair and his chance at getting the nickel job full time. We're just going to keep going with, uh, you know, with the rotation at this point. Um, I felt, and I think Marquise did too, that it was good to get back out there. You know, it was a little bit new, more new to him than maybe he, he would have anticipated. Um, remember, since last second game of the year, he's played 17 snaps going, you know, going into this time. So he, he's still, still just getting going. And uh, so he's going to play a lot better and a lot more, I think, comfortable. I think he was a little, maybe a little bit on edge, just trying to do things exactly right, and wasn't quite as as uh, cut and loose as he as he will be. Um, Ugo did a really nice job again, uh, really added to the looks and the disguises and all that kind of stuff. And these guys are playing; they're 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 challenging each other, and it's it's a really it's what competition does, you know. And these guys are going to give us really good play. So we'll see. I I can't call it yet. Moving on to injury updates, I said off the top, sometimes we have more updates with regard to certain players, but in the case of Ethan Posick, it sounds like Coach Carroll doesn't have all the answers just yet. I haven't heard the, the results of the testing on Ethan yet, um, but he, he got a, a sprained knee, and uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see about how serious it is. Two players sustained concussions in the game on Sunday, D. Eskridge and Penny Hart. Here were Coach Carroll's comments on the players in the concussion protocol. It's going to take you know a couple of days to get it done. Uh, they're not the same. They're in individual cases, and we'll treat them, of course, individually. Um, but there's a time frame sequence that they have to follow through to, to make it back. So um, nothing to nothing to make a prediction about right now. Other than you know we'll see what happens all the way to Wednesday, and that, that's when it kind of starts the thing back towards them their return. And the last injury update I have is Pete Carroll's injury update on running back Rashad Penny. Yeah, he's got a calf strain, and uh, so we'll, it'll take us a bit to figure out, you know, what the return would be on that. Um, he ran really well when he ran the other night, so we're going we're to miss him. It looks like this week, you know, we won't know. Um, we'll let you know how that goes. But um, it would, it would, you know, Alex is ready to go, and uh, both Homer and and uh, DJ have done, you know, they're, they're ready to go too. So we're, we're in good shape. We've hit, we had uh, four running backs up this week. So um, we're in pretty good shape at the position. Unfortunately, if it takes them a couple of weeks, then we'll figure out how to handle that. Finally, let's close this out with some division rival talk and the catfish king 49ers, the catfish king Rams, and the catfish king Cardinals all got wins on Sunday. Pete Carroll talked about the strong start that the Seahawks division rivals also got off to on Sunday. The the division just came out roaring and uh, um, a lot of points scored, a lot of big plays, um, a lot of exceptional play. Um, I got a chance to catch the highlights uh, from the other teams, you know, flying home last night. And there was just one big play after another. And, and uh, so, you know, what, what do you expect? It's, it's, it's arguably one of the toughest divisions in, in, in the league. And, and, uh, there's no doubt in it, you know, and so uh, from the start, it's just going to make us have to be better. That's that's what th this this means. And, and uh, but uh, pretty heralded opening. And that's going to do it for today's show. A big thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. I'm going to be back a little bit later this week previewing the Titans game. And then I'll have a preview as well with Clinton Bonner and Phil Lydic. So stay tuned for that. Check out fieldgoals.com. If you missed the Monday night football game and you missed the commentary with Russell Wilson, Peyton, and Eli Manning, it was on a different stream, 
But if you saw that, it, it was kind of it was it was kind of entertaining listening to Russell talk a little bit with the two Mannings. And they were on as that Monday night football game was going into overtime. And, and so we got to hear Russell Wilson's take on what he would do if the game in overtime ends in a tie as a way to break that tie. So check that out. Willie Keeler has the article for you up at fieldgoals.com. Also very cool to see John Radigan, the Seahawks linebacker out of Army, promoted to the 53-man roster. John P. Gilbert has the article on that. Some other transaction news as well, and the latest with Josh Gordon. So check it out, fieldgoals.com. And until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks.